everybody, this is Townsend. Thank you so much for tuning in. The goal of this podcast is to cover a vast variety of topics regarding mental health, struggles, share people's stories, and hopefully remind you that you're not alone. I hope you enjoy. What is up, everybody? I'm so excited. Of course, I am Townsend. You're tuning in to You're Not Alone tonight. This is the one I've been looking forward to for months. We're going to be talking about the aftermath of COVID. So Josh was in his 30s when he got diagnosed with COVID. Totally independent, like just like you and I. So he was out. He posted pictures of him hiking, swimming, doing all these amazing things, super fit. And then he got diagnosed with COVID. So having to relearn everything. Lily, you look great. Yeah, that that is the, the one thing uh, I've kept that one piece. <laughs> So stay, I mean, staying good looking, it's a pretty important piece, right? Hey, hey man, you got to have something going for you. <laughs> I love it. So I was telling everybody, just kind of giving them uh, a little bit of your story before we jump in. So this is Josh. He got diagnosed with COVID in his 30s. We'll dive in a little bit deeper. But basically what happened, he's gained a lot of TikTok fame sharing his story. And that's where I found him. And I've just been in love with just how honest he is with all of the steps. Some days are struggles. Some days are just tons of recovery. And so he's been helping share like what helps, what doesn't, kind of nipping COVID miss in the butt, really. So it's been really interesting watching your journey. I know at one point you actually got off of social media because they felt like it was a little bit too much for you. So you took a break. Uh, n- no, actually, that was an April Fool's joke. Oh, uh, <laughs> I fell for it. Yes, a lot of people did, but I I went live and told um, everybody it was a joke. Uh, some of my followers were not that happy with me. That is so, I 100% thought it was real. Yeah, I, I guess I, I really uh, got everybody. I, it made sense. You like talked about how they said it was too much and blah, blah. I have 1 million percent fell for it. And then I thought, man, He's dedicated. Boy, you fooled me. Yeah, I got another one. <laughs> <laughs> another one bites the dust. Yeah, so Josh got diagnosed with COVID, and I was telling them earlier, you've posted videos of you hiking, swimming, being super fit, just like a lot of other 30-year-olds, and then you had to go through the process of learning how to walk, how to talk, all of these things that we take for granted every single day. So I'm ready to jump in. Are you ready? Let's go. Let's go. Okay, let's start with who is Josh? So what's your age? Where are you from? Yeah, so my name is Josh Para, and I am 31 years old, and I am from Central Coast, California, right, right in the middle on the coast. Okay, I just got back from California. I went to a music conference in Anaheim. Okay, I know where that is, yes. Man, we should have met up. That would have been so cool. We should have. I used to live in Fullerton a while back, very close to Anaheim. Wow, okay. I'm from Arkansas, so it was quite a flight out there, but it was amazing. The weather's beautiful. You can beat California. Yeah. Have you ever been to Arkansas? I have not. 
the weather is awful, but it's a beautiful state. I, I will have to add it to my list. Anytime you come, you give me a holler and I'll give you a tour around. Sounds good. Deal. Okay. So let's dive into your story. So you got diagnosed with COVID. When did that happen? And what did that look like when it first happened? Yes. So uh, September 13th, uh, 2021, uh, I had uh, low grade fever, uh, some congestion. And I thought to myself, I should get tested just to see, make sure it's not COVID. Um, from before that point, um, I had uh, been very healthy and not gotten COVID. Felt like I was on top of the world. Like I've got the elite genes that I haven't got COVID. And then uh, I tested positive and that all came down. So you actually got it twice, right? I did, yes. So the first time you got diagnosed, did you start seeing the effects immediately or did it take a little while? It was a slow process. Um, it was more irritating at first, like, fever, congestion, and then it took a rapid change. Um, that is when my fever spiked 104, and uh, I, know, I know some of the symptoms I had were like the fatigue, uh, muscle, body aches, uh, breathing became very difficult, uh, seemed like overnight, Felt like somebody was sitting on my chest. Um, I got low oxygen levels. I, uh, I remember one night I woke up heading to the restroom and I looked down at my leg, my right leg, and it was completely blue. And I freaked out. Um, it looked like, uh, like a, a like a Smurf colored blue. I have no other way of uh, describing it, but um, I, I freaked out and I just stayed up all night because I didn't know what was going on. And I just kept rubbing my leg, trying to put some circulation, I thought, back into it. Um, but yeah, uh, that just snowballed from there. Um, and I remember texting some of my friends asking, um, when, when do you get better? And they were like, a uh, couple days, I was great. I'm like, I'm over a week and I'm still not great. Uh, it was, it was mind blowing the experience of this prolonged um, infection and virus. Hey there. Thank you so much for tuning in to You're Not Alone with Townsend. If you're enjoying these live streams and podcasts and want to see them continue, head over to patreon.com slash townsendtmusic. Your support means that the research and time and effort that goes into each one of these episodes can continue, and we can reach out to more guests and do more awesome things in 2022. All right, 
back to the conversation. When did you notice, because you post pictures of you doing physical therapy, so walking became almost impossible. When did you notice you weren't able to walk, you weren't able to talk? Yes, so three weeks, my fever finally dropped into the acceptable range, kept bouncing up and down a lot, but um, I started to stutter. Um, and we couldn't, I couldn't figure out why I started stuttering. Um, and then I had other symptoms like my head would spin, my eyes would shift from side to side, uh, blood pressure irregularities, my heart rate would spike to 160 at rest. Um, my ears would ring. I had really bad light sensitivity. Had to, had to go around the house in shades. And eventually we closed all the windows to blacken them because I would get very bad headaches. Uh, through, through all of that, um, I still said, even if my speech is weird, let's get back to health. So I tried to do some workouts, light, lightweight workouts, like, you know, I'm thinking I'm done with the sickness. Let's, let's go into recovery. And it was the third, the third exercise day. My legs wouldn't work and my whole body went into this spasm. Um, and from there, uh, my legs and leg coordination just went away. Wow, that is wild. You know, so I have a master's in speech therapy actually, and I've seen a lot of people, I mean, majority of people that come for rehab at this time and last year were because of COVID. Wow. Yeah. And so they had all these questions. So it's really cool to watch your story and let them know, you know, they're not alone and that some of the things you did might help them and all these different things. And it seems like everybody's story is different. So what did you felt? What did you feel like therapy wise helped you the most? Because I, I saw you did ice baths. I, and you did physical therapy and speech therapy. I have tried so many things. Um, it has been a, a journey. Um, a biggest thing for me was working with a good therapist, having them explain. What, I couldn't connect the dots between executing a task and understanding how to execute the task. My brain said, do it. My mind said, I know how to do it. My body says, uh, how, how do you coordinate that and make it happen? So was really working with them to understand, okay, let's be very specific about this part of your, uh, your neck or your mouth and the movement of your tongue, learning what words were used, what your words were made with your teeth or the top of your, you know, roof of your mouth or pressing your lips. Very, very things that you would say, 
I learned that probably before I could even remember as an infant um, was this whole process. Yeah. Wow. That uh, is so much work. It, 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 is, uh, it has been such a journey. Um, uh, and one of patience with myself and with others because um, I'm a grown man who now has to learn how to do things I used to do. And I say, uh, do I look um, like, you know, like, yes, I get it. That's how you walk. Like, <laughs> I know how to do it. Yes, exactly. I, I understand that more than you know. So again, with speech therapy, I work with the geriatric population or the adult population. And their biggest complaint is when therapists or family members treat them like a child or word it like a child mm -hmm. and they say i know how to do it it's just actually doing it so don't talk down to me in the process or make me feel childish that that is such a a real thing i was on a live on TikTok, and uh someone requested to join and um i accepted and once they heard me they adjusted the way they talked thinking that i wasn't comprehending yeah and i i had to tell them it's okay this is my speech but it is not i am i am understanding everything you are saying yeah it was very it's funny yeah it's almost like when someone that's hard of hearing uh or deaf and people start screaming at them and you're like, no, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, uh, exactly. So do you, was there a specific therapy or even a coping mechanism in particular that you felt worked best for you? Like other than just working on those single movements of your mouth, was there anything in particular you felt like, wow, I really feel like that helped me? Um, you know, therapy has been great in keeping my body moving, keeping my mind engaged in the activities that I need work on. Um, so they, they are helpful. They, my situation, I have come to a roadblock where they haven't seen significant progress to continue. So I've, I have done two, three month uh, physical therapy sessions or series, I call them, but uh, have not been able to make the jump to, uh, to, to get out of that uh, place, right? Um, some, some of my biggest wins in the long COVID world of symptoms have really been around uh, diet and rest. Um, I really had to start from scratch um, and really reduce all the busy work of, of life and or things like fast food or junk food or other things like that to really start a new baseline of how my body is uh, 
in engaging with things and that reacting and make small adjustments to reinclude those things into my life uh, little by little, but um, it is a very slow process. I can imagine. You know, we didn't talk about this earlier, but do you live alone or do you stay with your parents? Who who kind of helps you through all of this? Yeah, so I am I am back with my parents. Um, I am staying here and I have a home nurse who uh, also helps uh, me with tasks that would be otherwise to not safe for me to do alone. Uh, and that is extremely helpful as my mobility and motor control is really challenged right now. Yeah, absolutely. So what were you doing career-wise before COVID happened? I don't think I've heard you talk about that. No, that is a, a, an area I don't talk much about, uh, but it definitely um, is something I was very proud about. And, um, and I was working as a consultant and process improvement engineering. Um, and before that, I worked for a corporation and uh, helped out uh, create more efficient business processes and uh, in management of processes. So um, yes, it was, it was uh, definitely a place I really enjoyed. Absolutely, well that's, so you were definitely smart, had some great jobs. You, you looked like before all of this happened, you were very outdoorsy. Like I said, you posted pictures of you hiking and swimming and you seemed super fit anyway. So it just blows my mind that your side effects could be so severe, you know, compared to someone that's way overweight and has all these health issues, but yet they get up and walk after COVID. That blows my mind. It absolutely is wild. And before I got COVID, um, the, the, the main talking points of COVID prevention were See, between a certain age or the demographics or those that had comorbidities, those were the risk people. And I told myself, well, you don't hit that list at all. Yeah. And it's, yeah. That, that's what I was so intrigued by your story with, because your age, you were healthy. So I actually have sent your story to so many of my friends just to be more of a, this is why we should be safe, because we're not invincible, right? Even if we are healthy in 30s, 20s, we still have to be careful. So I can't imagine how much work you've put in. You know, I see the little blips that you post about. I hear you talk about it. My heart just goes out to you. I think about you all the time. But what does self-care look like for you? So I know you work hard, but I know you've got to take breaks sometimes. You know, um, that's a hard question because it varies so much. Uh, and the limitations I now face have reduced uh, what self-care typically looks like. 
going on a vacation, uh, traveling whenever you feel like it, going on a hike like I used to do, right? Uh, the gym, um, spending time working out, those are no longer options for me without uh, um, a big impact on my day to day. So it's really a being, about being present and um, grateful for re real small things in life that uh, just mean so much more now. Uh, you know, uh, the noise has died out and, and there is just me and what is around me. And in those things I find a lot of value now. That is a perfect way to answer it. I feel like all of us should be that way. We could learn a lot from you. I feel like your stories like yours really make us see what we take for granted. You, you know what is the hardest thing for me was to start being not only vulnerable in communicating my story, because for a man who is a very proud guy in, in, in what he has built over his life to show this side of weakness in some ways, um, and just difficulty is culturally a hard place to show uh, and be like for myself, like, yes, you are struggling and you have weaknesses and you look funny sometimes and you lost your hair, like so many little things um, and becoming more authentic is something in the, the best version of yourself, what I always say, uh, how can we start to change our daily lives, stop worrying about things that really don't matter. At the end of the day, try to find the best version of yourself because if everything was stripped away from you, you will be where I am and, and have to appreciate yourself. Or, 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 or you would have a miserable life. Absolutely. Do you feel like being vulnerable has been therapeutic, though? Yes. Um, it has given me more self-confidence and um, less, less worried about uh, negativity that tries to come into my life. Uh, I am more readily saying it is okay, and that is not a big deal, or I don't care what they say, I'm gonna keep doing me, uh, versus spending all of that time in another place in my head. I love that, I love that. There've been a ton of people uh, commenting as we talk, just talking about how you've been a huge inspiration for them, how proud of you they are, and they just keep going and going. Um, so obviously the physical things are very different, but how is life in general, how's it different for you now versus before you got COVID? So other than, you know, you can't go out for a hike, you can't go on vacation as readily. What are some other things that maybe have changed for you? Um, I would say a lot of it does revolve around uh, the limitations right now, right? 
uh, I am trying to create a more normal environment, but it has changed very much because of the level of support and help I need. Um, anything from planning to go outside safely and if I travel going on to Google Maps and making sure that there is wheelchair access or not a lot of steps or things, things like that, right? Um, uh, I would say, you know, uh, something that has changed is, uh, you know, standing tall, now you are sitting in a chair. That view is very much different. Very I would have never different. thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> so now you know what it feels like to be tall and to feel short. You know, you know what? Um, I try to lean up as much as I can in the chair because I'm like, bro, I'm right here. <laughs> how tall? How tall are you when you stand up straight? But five nine, so not extremely tall, but that's still a good size as compared to sitting in a wheelchair. Your your view definitely changes. It definitely does. Yes. Okay. I those are things I never would have thought about. Yes. It, the perspective really changes on all levels. I mean, speaking, when my voice goes away, I have to type on an app and have an automated voice say the sentence I just typed. It changes how you communicate and what words you use to be more efficient in, in that manner. Wow. It's so thought out. And that's exactly why I wanted you on. Like the things that we take for granted, having to look up stairs, how many steps, printing out the maps, if your voice is there or not there, when that, that just blows my mind. It, it makes me look up to you even more than I did already. Just, God, just watching you work so hard is so inspirational. Um, so what do you feel like? I know you talked about you feel more vulnerable and in that it's been a little bit more therapeutic. How has this changed your outlook on life? Yeah, that is a huge question. Do you ask everybody that that comes on here? <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> it's about mental health. So pretty much I'm going to make you think a little bit, Josh. I got to make you think. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. I didn't know there was a test. No. <laughs> um, this is it. This is the big quiz. Right. Uh, you know, there are a lot of highs and lows in life. There are things that we can be anxious about and depressed about. But at the end of the day, right, uh, if you are centered, there is confidence that you should have that you can accomplish those things. And I've had messages from people saying, I'm ready to give up. This is too hard. And I have to remind them, if I, as I have reminded myself so many times, you didn't stop yesterday. You are here today. And being you here means you fought to go a little bit further. And that's really all that it's about. And having that self-confidence, no matter what static issues are occurring, 
you can do it. You can yeah. make it happen and just keep moving forward. Okay, so when I get down, I'm just gonna call you, okay? <laughs> you can be my you can be my life coach. L let's go. Let's go. I got you. Just let me know. <laughs> Josh, don't play. I'm gonna be blowing up your phone now. You you, you already got uh we, we already follow each other, so half the battle is over. That's right. We're a fingertip away. Exactly. Um uh, okay, so I love this. So I also always ask people this, and we didn't talk about it earlier, but is counseling, you know, I am sure your mental health has been affected. Um, I can't imagine being active 30 and then basically being made to stop. I'm sure it's affected your mental health. Have you gone to therapy? Do you do counseling? Is TikTok your therapy? Yeah, I think I have various ways of therapy, both clinical, and social right or or hobbies um but you know one of the things is that i've learned is identifying those triggers that create that feeling inside of you but also accepting that moment where you feel that way um Sometimes we fight it because we are manifesting this energy or this idea of how we should be. But sometimes the realest thing you can do is accept yourself in having that moment as long as you don't stay there and make unhealthy environment around you. Understand, I am having this moment and tomorrow or in an hour i'm gonna get up and move forward right that is really what i have i have been really focused and learning about the most i love that so really that that in itself almost explains your journey so you're here right now you're confined to this today but tomorrow, maybe in an hour, we're going to get from this to there. So I love that. So not only is it on your mental health, but your physical health, you've got an amazing outlook. Um, okay, if people took away one message from this, what would you want it to be? Hmm. I'm gonna make you think again. I, I know you, you are <laughs> really good questions. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we have covered a lot of things about my journey and and all the things I have gone through and it has not been easy. But, uh, you know, nowhere in life is it easy. And you can interchange one problem for another and feel the same level of difficulty. If I was good, and I was at the gym, I could put my body through as much pain as I go through when I try to walk. It is different limitations, but the pain is there, the stress on my body is there. And so no, this is a life thing where going forward, no matter the difficulty I face, I have to keep the same mindset which is, I am capable, 
I am a fighter and I will get through this. And um, that can be applied to anything that you're dealing with as long as you know yourself. Absolutely. I love that so much. Man, you're amazing, Josh. I don't think so. But, um, <laughs> um, you know, I, I'll have a lot of time to think now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going to say, if you were into thinking deep and mental health before, you definitely have gotten that way. You're very, um, almost like a counselor. It's been really neat to chat with you. It is. Uh, my life has slowed down to the point where... Um, Creating value is in each moment, and I, I like that part about the change that has been made uh, through this uh, situation. Yeah, that's definitely a good way to look at it. Um, so a ton of people, like I said, they're just going on and on and on, uh, talking about how an inspiration you are and God's got you and all of this. So for everyone watching and for Josh, you as well, so I had this project that I started about a year or two ago, and it's called You're Not Alone. And so what I do is basically I went through a really hard time. You can find it on my story somewhere. But I decided I wanted my goal in life and to use my music platform to let people feel a little bit less alone. And so I reach out to people like you, Josh, and other people, maybe big time influencers or friends of mine or musicians, whatever they may be. And we chit chat about a variety of mental health. So we've talked about bipolar tonight. We're talking about COVID. We've done eating disorders and we just chat and we share stories in hopes that it helps somebody feel a little bit less alone. And so what will happen after the live tonight, I'll take it, my team and I will edit it and we'll turn it into a podcast as well as on my YouTube channel so that more people that can hear. So I'm hoping that just you and I can shine a little bit of light for somebody tonight and through the podcast as well. And then it just keeps on keeping on, you know what I mean? Love it. Love it. Yeah. It has been such a pleasure. I am so, so excited that we were able to do this. Man, I talked to you months ago booking this. Yes, I, I was so surprised when I got your message. And I was like, it's already here. Like, I know. great. <laughs> you probably thought I was crazy when I, God, I don't even remember now. It's probably eight months ago or something crazy. I bet you thought, this girl thinks I know what I'm doing in eight months. I was afraid my speech wouldn't be here and I'm so grateful that it is so we can talk. You've done fantastic. I know that was a concern of yours. We actually chatted about that months and months ago, but you've done fantastic. I'm so proud of you. We will keep keeping on. Absolutely. We'll keep keeping on. We will keep in touch. Um, I want to thank everybody that joined in. If you've liked this, I do these just about every Monday. Uh, this is Josh. You can follow him on all social media. I love his page. It's full of, honestly, it's full of honesty. It's full of vulnerability as well as some inspiration as well. So keep him in your thoughts and prayers. Josh, it has been a pleasure. I hope you have a great evening and thank you for uh, chit-chatting with me. Thank you. When you come to Arkansas, reach out, okay? I will. All right, I'll see you later. Have a good one, everybody. Have a good evening. Bye, Josh. Bye. If you enjoyed this conversation and are interested in becoming a sponsor, feel free to shoot me an email at townsendtmusic at hotmail.com or shoot me a message on any social media platform. 
at Townsend Team Music for more information. I would love for you to become a member to help spread awareness that you're not alone. If you're looking to buy or sell, I have the perfect realty company for you. Clark & Co. Realty is located in the Benton, Bryant, Arkansas area. And they understand that buying or selling a home is more than just a transaction. It's a life-changing experience. That's why their team of highly seasoned real estate professionals is dedicated to providing exceptional, personalized services for all their clients. They truly take great pride in the relationships they build, and they always work relentlessly on the client's behalf to help them achieve their perfect real estate goals. They always have the client in mind, and I can speak firsthand when I say how reliable, trustworthy, and quick they were. When I was looking to buy my first home, they were there with me every step of the way, answering every question I could think of. They showed me a great amount of knowledge and patience through the process. It's no wonder they've won so many awards for their outstanding services and their excellent relationships with clients. So if you're looking to buy or sell, there is no better option than Clark & Co Realty.